Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here is your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, episode number 594. And I am very excited to be back behind the microphone in the next level studio for this one. However, I got to tell you, this is probably one of the most difficult podcast episodes I've had to produce in a very long time. And by the way, that has nothing to do with anything going on in my life. It's not like I have some kind of major challenging uh, life-altering decision that I'm trying to share with you or some kind of circumstance that's recently happened in my life that I need to tell you about. It's nothing like that. What I mean is that I, I, I'm recording this podcast episode because I feel the need to produce a podcast episode as quickly as possible. For those of you who are regular listeners to the show, you know it's not like me to skip a week, let alone two weeks. And it's been nearly three weeks since my last episode, and, and, I'm, and that bothers me. Now, the reality is, is that while it bothers me, I've allowed myself, for the most part, to not feel too much guilt. And again, stress on the words too much <laughs> guilt for actually missing two weeks of, of publishing an episode. I have great excuses. You know, of course, if you're a regular listener, you know that I was at San Diego Social Media Marketing World 2019. I was preparing the entire week and a half leading up to that event, condensing three full sessions of the Free the Dream Conference on goal setting and mindset and motivation and all of that other stuff condensing three full sessions down to one 90-minute workshop for Social Media Marketing World. And of course, I published an episode before going to San Diego, and I said, hey guys, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm wondering, you know, is anybody gonna show up to this? I mean, I know that I have a 90-minute workshop, but the question is, is most people are, why are they going to Social Media Marketing World? They wanna attend those Facebook ad sessions. How do I, how do I figure out how to make the most use of the YouTube algorithm for my business video? How can I, you know, they are there for strategies, techniques, and tools, and tips, and stuff like that to take their social media strategy and effectiveness to a whole new level. And that's, if you look at all of the sessions, I think practically every single session at Social Media Marketing World is some kind of technique, tactic, tools, tips, and strategies on social media, except for this one little workshop. (laughs) This one workshop titled, How to Develop a Mindset for Achieving Any Goal. And I wondered, would anybody attend? And I, of course, if you listen to, what was it, episode number 592, my friend Mark Mason and I were going to record an episode of the Audio Journal podcast. That's my special additional 
behind-the-scenes podcast that I produce on a pretty consistent basis. Uh, anyway, episode 592, we recorded that while we were in Chipotle, not in, intended for this episode for this podcast, but I'm like, you know what? I, I think this topic of what am I doing here? Why am I, what qualifies me to be in the room with these people? How do you get, how is it that somebody gets on somebody else's radar to be invited into an inner circle of fellowship? And if you haven't listened to episode 592, it's great content, terrible audio quality. But, you know, I put that one out. And if you listen to the opening of that episode, Mark and I talked about the fact that the workshop was actually well attended. We had both thought that it was approximately 200 or just over 200 people there. I got the official count because Social Media Marketing World, they have staff that actually counts the number of people in each of the sessions. And my workshop was officially attended by 197 souls, <laughs> as if I'm a, an airplane pilot. Now, 197 human beings sat in the chairs of my session, and I was blown away by that response. I did connect with people at the beginning of that, and, and I asked people, why did you choose this session when you could have chosen all the other workshops? What, what made you choose mine? And they all said the same thing. It was the word mindset, and it was the, the description, how, you know, the, how do I bridge the gap between uh, what I say I'm going to do and what I actually end up doing? And, and a lot of people resonated with the fact that, you know, hey, it's, it's 80% strategy. I'm sorry, 20% is strategy. 80% of success is mindset. And they they got it, and that's why they attended the session. R- real quick side note, I, I've gone back and forth whether or not I would actually ever share this with anybody outside of my personal inner circle inside of the Green Room Mastermind, but I am going to share with you here. Uh, Michael Stelzner, who is the owner of Social Media Examiner and also uh, w- which is the company that puts on Social Media Marketing World, he sent me an email which had a screen capture of his iPhone screen. And in the email from Michael, it said this. It says, talkwalker.com did an analysis of the most popular speakers based on social media analysis. And then in this screen capture was an image of a tag cloud. Now, if you are familiar with tag clouds, it's basically where um, it's it's random. It's it's text where things that are the most popular are in a much bigger, bolder font than everything else, and and the smaller the text, the the less popular that result is. So if you can imagine a tag cloud, if you can't just Google tag cloud and you should be able to, let me, I've never Googled tag cloud before. Let me just see what comes up when tag cloud, tag cloud. I'm going to Google tag cloud. Oh yeah. And just click on images. You'll, ex- you'll know exactly what a tag cloud is if you just Google it, if, you, if you're not familiar with the term already. Anyway, so in this tag cloud, it says, or above it, it says most popular speakers at Social Media Marketing World 2019. And the biggest, boldest, largest text is Mari Smith. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive I saw a recap video that highlighted, you know, the the week's events at Social Media Marketing World. I'm pretty sure that Mari Smith gave a keynote 
in the full keynote room. So it's not surprising that somebody would who would have a keynote on the stage where every attendee, all was it five or six thousand people that were there. Um, I think it was about six thousand people. Anyway, everyone in the room tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking and and uh, mentioning Mari Smith. That that I mean, it's reasonable for that she would be the largest one on there. The crazy thing is, is that the the number two, the second largest name on this tag cloud for the most popular speakers at Social Media Marketing World is Cliff Ravenscraft, and and the the funny thing is, is that there are other keynote speakers who are below that font size, so. That what I say all of that to say that the engagement with my audience was massive. And it spoke a lot to me personally to know that this, this focus that I have on helping people with mindset, helping people understand the power of belief systems that it does resonate with an audience even when that audience even when that conference isn't a mindset focused conference i mean i can understand people coming to free the dream and 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 or you know some kind of similar personal development sort of conference and and showing up and having that kind of results but the the fact that 197 folks attended my session and th- 197 people mentioning what they were getting out of my session, which, by the way, I read every single person's tweet that referenced me. I read all the Facebook posts that referenced me, all the Instagrams that tagged me, and I'm just so honored, and it's just, it means the world to me to know that people were taking away some extremely powerful breakthroughs from this experience, and that 197 people were able to reference me in such a way that I'm right up there number two, just below one of the keynote speakers for Social Media Marketing World and above all of the other keynote speakers. Again, this isn't to, I hope you guys understand, this isn't to to say, whoa, look at me, I'm awesome. Quite frankly, it's the opposite. I, it's like, in a way, it, it, I feel weird bringing it up to you, but for, for I, what I want you guys to know is that I also struggle with mindset. I also struggle with imposter syndrome from time to time. I also struggle with, am I doing the right thing? Did I make the right decision? And I, I want you guys to know that I have doubts, I have fears, just like you do, and I share this because it helped me say, wow, what I'm doing really does matter. What I'm doing is important. If you go back and listen, go all the way back to episode 591, if you haven't heard from it, heard of that, heard that episode, Go back and listen to episode 591 and hear how concerned I was about whether or not would anyone even be attending my workshop. Was I going to have this big, massive, 90-minute workshop room 
and have 20 people there. And I, I promise you this, if 20 people would have showed up, I would have served them just exact, I would have spoke with as much zeal and passion for those 20 people as I did for the 197 that were there. But quite frankly, I was, I, I questioned it. And yeah, and so I share that just to say, I'm excited about the investment that I made into that workshop. I'm excite, excited about the return on investment. Now, when I say return on investment, I'm not talking financially. There are so many things that I did wrong when it comes to my opportunity to grow my brand, to grow my exposure. For example, I didn't put anything in my slides that promoted any social media channel. Um, I did not put any kind of free opt-in or giveaway. I didn't say, hey, if you head over to mindsetanswerman.com slash blah, 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 you can get the slides of everything that I'm doing here. Plus, you'll get a wor- you know worksheet and a checklist so that you can make sure that you're doing this. Plus, you can get a printable guide or whatever. I mean, I could have done so many things to get a financial return on investment, you know, that would allow me to collect people's names and email addresses, and I could have followed up with them with a special auto sequence and promoted mastermind groups and free the dream conferences and and all kinds of other stuff. And I didn't do any of that. I was just so hyper-focused on making sure that that I was effective in condensing that 90 minutes or those uh, multiple sessions from Free the Dream into a 90-minute workshop. And my focus was, am I serving Michael Stelzner well? Am I serving the audience that has already paid these people well? Now, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't have a limiting, limiting belief that says I shouldn't go and promote who I am and, and what I have, and I shouldn't uh, collect, you know, do anything to to benefit me. It's it's not that. It, quite frankly, it, it was more of the fact that well, life had been busy. I it, it took everything within me to to pull together that all in time for me to stand up there and deliver with as much power as I did. I could have done more to optimize my personal return on investment, but more than, and, and okay, this is a problem for me. I, I, I do notice this. Sometimes I, I get so caught up into the feel good. It's like, you know, I did the right thing and it'll just come back to me. And you know what? I think there's a lot to be said for that, but there's a lot to be said for making some really smart decisions on tracking things and, and, and doing analytics on things and, and, being strategic about things that that I I sometimes just fall to this I, I default to this you know it'll all come back to me you know it, it the, if I just invest in people it will all work out and I believe that to a point but I also believe that I have been leaving a lot of potential on the table. I've 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 missed a lot of opportunities because I haven't taken the initiative to do more than I I could more more than I did. I, I there's so much more that is available to me, and sometimes I just I just don't take that initiative. I don't know if you ever or experienced that yourself, but that's something that I realize is that man, that 197 people in my mind. 
I should have had some way of collecting you know, at least 80 or 90 of those people who would have downloaded some kind of free giveaway. and But you know what? I didn't do any of that. And it's okay. I'm not beating myself up. I'm just saying that, you know, th- these are things that I'm looking back upon that experience and I'm like, hmm, next year, given the opportunity to do this again, I should probably go ahead and create a PDF download. I should probably go ahead and do that. It's These are things that I've known about, I've consulted with other people and told them to do that. And, and the funny thing is people that that pay, pay me for my consulting and coaching and mentoring, they, they take this advice and they run with it. And here I am dropping the ball on something like that. Oh, well. Anyway, so what happened next? Where, where have I been? I, it's been a couple weeks since San Diego. And uh, where have I been? I think I came back from San Diego and I recorded a... A reflection from the front porch. You know, I guess in my mind, I had just come back from San Diego. I had just released that episode with Mark Mason on on a Friday, and I think it was the following Monday. I recorded a Facebook Live, and I felt like, hmm, you know what? I think this would I think this would make good content for the Cliff Ravenscraft show. Although, again terrible audio quality, not necessarily what I want to put together, put out there, but I felt felt like the content that Stephanie and I shared in that Facebook Live was valuable, and so I decided to go ahead and put it in. Now, the thing is, is right after publishing that, Stephanie and I are working like nonstop for about a, well, for an entire week and a half doing the final preparation that went into our thriving marriage workshop. This is something that we just di- we decided to do like 8 weeks ago and it ha- and it happened 2 weeks ago. So we gave ourselves 6 weeks of preparation for this brand new product that we had never marketed before. We had just decided, "Hey, I think we should do a marriage conference slash workshop for a small group of people here in the Next Level studio. And so we had four married couples who had signed up. We knew exactly what topics we wanted to cover, but for a week and a half, it was like, okay, um, the studio, the Next Level studio has not been used for a live workshop in several weeks, actually several, several months now. And it, it could use some cleaning up, you know, some straightening up. Some tables have been catch-all devices that, that has all kinds of equipment and gear. Boxes have been thrown all over the place from Amazon. I mean, it, there's just so much that needed to be straightened up, cleaned up, put together, and not to mention the fact that we needed to build the slides for our sessions that we would teach on the topics that we had come up with. And also, we needed to evaluate some resources. Stephanie and I, in preparation for this Thriving Marriage workshop slash conference thing that we did, we went to a conference called Weekend to Remember, and we bought about 600, actually, no, just over $600 in materials and resources there. And two of them were DVD sets. And one, we spent a day and a half watching DVDs for um, video clips. Not nec- We didn't want to just play entire sessions 
you know, I mean, quite frankly, there's a lot of people out there that do these. They actually have a conference in the box, and all you have to do is invite people to come out to your space, and and they're meant for these local congregational gatherings. And and what happens is they just click play on all of these DVDs, and and that's not what Stephanie and I wanted. Stephanie and I wanted us to tell our story and to share our perspective on topics of communication, conflict resolution, unspoken expectations. Uh, talking about sex and, well, things about sex that most couples don't ever really talk about. We wanted to talk about money and just helping people go from just surviving in marriage to thriving in marriage. And that's exactly what we did. So we we watched video after video after, after video and said, it's like, okay, hey, let's take uh, session two, uh, tr- uh, DVD you know, session two, DVD one, track number 13, 14, and 15. We'll take those three tracks. That's about three and a half minutes of video. Let's play that in this part of our of our talk. So Stephanie and I will we're presenting, and it's like, hey, we have a short little video here for you to see, and it's actually three different tracks, and we played that, and then we came back to our presentation. But we had to review all of that material to see what we did want to use and certainly what all we were going to eliminate from those resources. So we put all, we did all of that work, put it all together, and then it's time to go shopping for all of the stuff for people to come and the, and then cleaning the house. And L- Stephanie was literally cleaning all the way up until about, I think it was like 25 minutes before people were showing up. Uh, when I say she was cleaning until 20, I was cleaning until about 45 minutes before people were cl- showing up. And I went to go uh, take a shower and change and get ready uh, so that if Stephanie wasn't ready in time, I could at least greet people as they came in. But we were working around the clock, and of course, that's why you know after that, you know, we put that Facebook Live out, and and then it was um, Wednesday evening. The married couples showed up. Thursday, all day Thursday, from I think it was nine a.m. all the way until uh, five p.m. Uh, we we led session after session after session, and then, of course, we gave a date night assignment. Stephanie and I were exhausted, and those who were here for the workshop, they'll, they'll probably get a chuckle out of this because I'm sure they'll be listening, but we were like, let's just go to bed. <laughs> we both were so exhausted after Friday, you know, because we literally worked all day Thursday and then they you know we had everybody until late Thursday evening so we were exhausted when we woke up Friday we did all day Friday and then we went on the state we had the state night assignment it's like we should let's just go to bed but then we're like you know to everybody tomorrow is going to ask what did you guys do for date night and it wouldn't be a great example if we just said well after you guys left we went to bed so I said, let's set a let's set the example and say let, let's go out to dinner. And so I took to Stephanie to one of her favorite restaurants, which is P.F. Chang's, and we actually had a wonderful conversation, and it was a great date night for us as well. We were exhausted when we came home; we pretty much fell asleep right away. And then that actually, you know what? That was Friday, and then all day Saturday from nine a.m. until five p.m. I was. Stephanie and I were teaching again, and then we wrapped up at 5 p.m., and we had dinner, and I 
I can't remember what time everyone left, but I don't know, maybe 8, maybe 9, 9.30. I have no idea. But I do know this. I absolutely, Stephanie and I both, absolutely, hands down, it was one of the most invigorating things that we have done. I've led several workshops here in the Next Level Studio, live workshops with you know, 10, 12, 14 people here, some smaller sessions as well for individuals. But Stephanie and I working together as a married couple, investing in the lives of married couples, that was an incredible experience for Stephanie and I. It was certainly a transformational weekend for four married couples. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I know we did the right thing. But the reality is, is that this is, again, one of those things where, man, it sure was fulfilling. It sure was a valuable return on investment when it comes to us knowing that we had a powerful, profound impact on a small group of people. But when it came, when it all came down to it, was it the most profitable thing that we could have done in our business to pull off a brand new product offering? Even if we would have sold a couple more spots to this, was it a was it the most profitable thing that we could do financially? And the answer to that question is no, it wasn't. There's we we could have said no to this workshop, and had we said no to this workshop, we would have probably started our marketing campaign for Free the Dream three weeks ago. And we would have already been well underway into our goal of selling 300 tickets to Free the Dream 2019, which is, you know, a pretty big, will be a pretty big deal for us if we can pull this off this year. I should say when we pull this off this year. Um, yeah, you heard me. I, I'm, I'm correcting myself. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's one of those things like, man, but this, we knew, there was a reason why we chose to do this workshop. Number one, we knew that we are going to do this in the future. We know that we want to do marriage conferences in the future, not just workshops. We want to do full-blown marriage conferences at some point in the future. I mean, in a way, I in an ideal dream world, provided that we get the the marketing figured out on how to market effectively these live events, and once word gets out about how transformational Free the Dream is and how transformational these marriage workshops have been, I can see us doing a conference every six months where it's like once a year we do a marriage conference, once a year we do a Free the Dream conference. And, and you know, I, I, I look forward to that day. At the same time, it is it has been a bit of a struggle to figure out this whole marketing side of it. Um, and and we knew that we needed to just start small, but we also very much had in mind two very specific couples. Actually, we had in mind three couples. Uh, we invited three couples were the first three couples we invited to this first marriage workshop that we did. And we desperately felt compelled to create this specifically for these three couples. And, and, we recreated everything with those three couples in mind. Two of the three were able to commit to coming, and and it, it was it was amazing. And had it only been, even if it had only been one of those three couples, 
it would have just it would have been as fulfilling for us it would have been as as worth it for us certainly would not have been profitable for us and you know when it's all said and done you know hey Stephanie and I are in business but it's again one of those things where we just chose to make an investment in the learning experience now that we have i mean gosh if we do another no when we do another thriving marriage workshop the slides are already done. The outline is already done. And, and the funny thing is, is that Stephanie and I were thinking, it's like, okay, we've got sessions. I mean, we got everything is planned out for uh, all day Friday. So Thursday night was dinner and social night. Uh, we had had a great game that we played. It was incredibly awesome to play this game together. So we had our sessions all planned out for Friday. We had our sessions planned out for Saturday morning. And we were literally like, what do we do Saturday afternoon? We've covered everything that was on our heart to share. What do we do? And we were literally like racking our brains. And I was like, okay, I've got an idea. What do you think about Saturday afternoon if we give each person, not each couple, but each person a 20-minute hot seat. So we'll kind of do a mastermind in that afternoon. You know, from the from lunch to dinner will be a mastermind group op- a mastermind opportunity where each individual has 20 minutes. We'll draw their names at random from in a hat. What do you think about that idea? And Stephanie's like, I think that's a great idea. And I said, I think it's a great idea too. But the funny thing is, is I'm thinking, you know, I wonder if this doesn't just feel like I'm just it feels like I'm cheating. I feel like I should be working to put some more teaching together or something like that. You know, I feel like, is this really what I want to do for that second half of the second day? And so I was questioning it. And yes, again, I want to share with you guys, Mindset Answer Man, I still have to deal with a lot of mindset stuff. It's like, man, am I working hard enough? Is Am I putting enough value in this? Are people going to find this valuable? It's like everything was great until all of a sudden Cliff and Stephanie just sat back and, and said, hey, let's draw names from a hat and talk. That's Although I know the power of masterminds and I know that it's crazy for me to have those that thought. Um, the reality is, is that you know I, I I know the power of these things. The question was, would these people be able to open up? And oh my gosh, the well, the thing is, is I don't think what happened Saturday evening during this thriving marriage workshop during this mastermind session, I don't think it would have could have ever possibly happened had it not been for the intentional Wednesday evening of. Let's get together, have dinner, and play this game where we're building rapport with one another, we're, we're connecting, we're developing a sense of community. Then all day Thursday, there's some vulnerability and transparency on Stephanie and I's part, and then all of a sudden some other people are starting to open up to some questions and stuff like that. Then <laughs> Friday, or gosh, I'm missing, am I saying Wednesday? Thir- it was Thursday night. All day Friday, it, you know, people are, are opening up. And then date night, Friday night, just, you know, transformational for them. And then all of a sudden, thir- or Saturday came around. And Saturday afternoon, it's time for this mastermind. And we start pulling from the hat. And from the very first person to the very last person who had a 20-minute hot seat, it was mind-blowing. 
the level of transparency, the v- level of vulnerability of of things that were brought up. And here's one reason why this episode is difficult for me to share with you guys uh, to to record this week. And it has a lot to do with the fact that, man, I wish I could tell you some of the things these married couples shared with Stephanie and I. I wish I could tell you the stories of real challenges that these married couples are facing, facing, and the questions that they had, and the advice that they received, and the transformation that took place, breathtaking, mind-blowing, and absolutely one of them, it was actually the most powerful session of the entire workshop was this mastermind experience Saturday afternoon. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was... I mean, it was on a scale of one to 10, the workshop was a solid 9.5 all the way through Saturday afternoon. But by the end of that, on a scale of one to 10, it was a, it was like 10,000. It was so incredible beyond my wildest imagination. I never realized that anyone would be that vulnerable and transparent after only spending two and a half days together. So, yeah, it, it incredible. It was an incredible experience. And the thing is, is I can't share with you. They're, they're not my stories to tell. Um, the only thing I can tell you at this point is I would, maybe Stephanie and I together could bring some of these couples on and maybe if they're willing to be that vulnerable in front of an audience, a, a podcast audience, who knows? Maybe we could bring them on here and talk. They can tell about, you know, how they first came to free the dream and what that experience was like, and 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 what happened after that experience, and then what happened when they came to this workshop. And and the there was one couple that had not been to free the dream, and and but still, I I don't know. I there it in a way I don't even know that I would ask them to come and share it because it would it's a lot. It was it took a lot for them to be able to share it in our safe environment here in our home. And I just wish I could tell you stories, right? I wish I could tell you stories, but I, I can't. And that's that's one challenge that I have. Uh, the other thing is, is that in, in between this, uh, social media marketing world and the Thriving Marriage Workshop, of course, was I, on Wednesday, I facilitated four different mastermind groups. I did the AM session of the Next Level Mastermind, then I did the Green Room Mastermind, and then that week I had actually launched a brand new mastermind group. It's group number three of the Next Level Mastermind, only it's a special group that is not limited to those who are full-time self-employed. Anyway, I did. I had a number of people say, Cliff, I wish I could be in a mastermind group with you, but I have no intentions of ever being full-time self-employed. I wish you had an opportunity for folks like me. And um, I've, been, I've had that question so many times that I decided to launch a special group for folks that have no ambition of being full-time self-employed, but who are still very much devoted to personal development, being the best that they can be, having a source of encouragement each week with other people who operate in life in a very intentional level at a, at a level that, quite frankly, it's hard to find community of like-minded people who are also on that journey of, of doing life in a, in a very special way. 
So I launched a, a third group of the Next Level Mastermind. And then in the evening, I did my PM session of the Next Level Mastermind. So had all of that going. And the other thing that I want to share with you, another thing that makes it very challenging for me to come here is that there, are so, there have been so many, there have been so many um, situations and scenarios that have been brought up by people in my next level mastermind. Somebody has a hot seat and they share this struggle or this experience that they've had. And, it, and it's one that everyone can resonate with and it's their story. And I'm sitting there as a facilitator and also as a mentor. I'm sharing some insights and thoughts. And afterwards, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could take the audio from that hot seat and that would make a great episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show. I mean, I was on fire and and it was incredible, but the only thing is is that there's a lot of confidential information that was shared uh, from the person who was in the hot seat. And then, you know, my my advice that I shared was such wow, I mean, it was it was so good in the moment. But then to just as, you know, a couple days later, then all of a sudden it's like, hey, well, here's a scenario that recently came up. I'm not going to give you all the details, but here's, here's what I shared or here's my thoughts on it. And then to come a couple days later, it's, it just didn't feel the same. And so it never, it never materialized, if you will. And then, of course, I had the, the Thriving Marriage Workshop. Now, I will tell you that you know, I told you the Thriving Marriage Workshop, it was exhausting, right? I I mean, I literally came home from social media marketing world, worked nonstop until it, I mean, literally until people were arriving for the workshop and that went all the way through until late Saturday evening. And then on, and of course, here's, I got to tell you, I had at dinner on Saturday night, we were sitting there all, let's see, uh, all 10 of us, is that right? Yeah, t- all 10 of us at one table in our home, and I'm like, they're, these couples are sharing their their feedback about this experience, and that we had just came, we had just finished our hot seats, right? And they were just sharing, and, and Stephanie and I are like, wow, <laughs> I can't believe these people are saying how much this, and I'm like, oh man, I wish I was recording what these people are saying right now. These would be awesome testimonials. Now, I know I'll be able to get the testimonials later, but just, if you could just hear the words, and it's like, I'm a words of affirmation kind of guy, if you know anything about the five love languages, which is one of the things that we'd also shared at this workshop. But anyway, I'm a words of affirmation guy, and so this like, this is just pouring into me, pouring into me. It's like, oh my gosh, this felt so awesome, and and then all of a sudden, it's just so, it was all so overwhelming that on Sunday, I literally did not want to get out of bed. I'm like, I'm so tired. And that poured into Monday. And I'm like, I don't want to get out. I still don't want to get out of bed. But you know what? We, we've got other things going on because at the last minute, Stephanie and I decided, well, hey, uh, you know, the kids are off school for spring break. And I'm like, yeah, are we doing anything? She goes, well, McKenna wants to know if we can go down to the lake house down in Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains. My parents own a house down on Douglas Lake down there. And I'm like, sure. And so originally we were going to leave on Sunday and come back half day, you know, in the middle of the day on Wednesday in between my mastermind groups. 
And thankfully, that didn't happen. So I was able to actually sleep on Sunday and half the day on Monday. I think I slept until noon on Monday. But the reason I didn't sleep all day Monday was because, well, we had decided that we would leave for a spring break uh, in the Smoky Mountains with our children and one of my children uh, and one of my daughter's friends. Uh, we were going to leave Wednesday afternoon after my morning sessions of the Next Level Mastermind or ma- morning mastermind groups. And then we're going to drive all the way down so that we can get there in time for the evening session of the Next Level Mastermind. And that's what we did on Wednesday. So on Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon, I worked all the way until the evening. Again, I slept until noon, but I worked all the way into the evening getting to inbox zero. And then on Tuesday, I had scheduled calls and I had a bunch of other things. And I'm like, oh, I should record an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't happening. And so Wednesday, got up last week and reco- and facilitated the uh, mastermind groups. We drove down five hours down to Tennessee, and I spent the last several days in the Smoky Mountains and completely unplugged, with, with the exception of doing the evening session of the Next Level Mastermind. But outside of that, I completely unplugged was fully invested in being present with my family, not thinking about work, not thinking about business, not thinking about creating content, not thinking about posting on social media. I, I was just in the moment enjoying life in the Smoky Mountains, which, by the way, I love being in the mountains. It's, it, it really is something that I enjoy a great deal, and, and I love going down there. And that's, that's where I've been. That's what life has been like over the last three weeks, and um, we came back on Saturday. We drove back. We got back Saturday night, and I literally, yesterday was Sunday. I slept until noon. Stephanie and I, on Sundays, we typically do a weekly Costco run and go grocery shopping at our local Kroger grocery store, and and do all of that stuff, and and that's and then last night Stephanie and I watched the see the season eight premiere of Game of Thrones after watching a, a seasons one through seven recap um, to c- catch us you know to remind us everything that happened. But we we watched that last night, went to bed, and then Monday morning finally back into the semblance of a routine. Now the thing is, I have not had a quote unquote routine since leaving for San Diego. And I'm a, I am am a routine guy. I like my routines. I like to know, I like to be able to say that I get up at the same time. I do the gym at the same time. I go and do this and then I come home and I have breakfast and shower and all that other stuff. And then I, I work from such and such. And then I, I, I like my routine. I love, I thrive on my routine. And I have not had a routine since leaving for social media marketing world, which was three weeks ago. So anyway, uh, got up this morning, went to the gym with Stephanie. We worked out for one hour and 40 minutes. And, uh, you know, we're, the thing is, is that, um, well, you know, I, I, I did Inbox Zero today. Uh, I produced Stephanie's episode of Thriving Mosaic. I, I had a call with somebody who's interested in the mastermind group. And I, I had a bunch of other works that work that I did today, and here I am at eight thirty eight p.m. recording this podcast episode. And I got to tell you, it, it you know, other than just sharing with you where I've been and why I haven't created content, and even 
you know, there's so much that I, I, I have had in personal conversations with mentoring clients, with people who have been in hot seats for two weeks now, people who shared things in, in a marriage workshop, all of these things that have been going on and so much of it, man, if I could have just had the recorder going, but it's just not appropriate because people are sharing and pouring out very confidential details about things that they're experiencing in life. And, and I've chosen to put all of my time, effort, and in and energy into these small groups of people, or e- even in many cases in individuals, and all of that being outside of my routine for three weeks, it it just coming to you guys and recording a podcast episode, it, it almost feels like this is too soon. But then I look at this week, <laughs> the, the week that we're here now, I'm thinking, you know, hey, we're. I, last week we were supposed to start our uh, Free the Dream 2019 marketing plan in full swing, and and we decided last minute to go on social uh, on uh, spring break on a spring break vacation. So I'm like, okay, we'll do that. And then I'm looking at this week, and oh my gosh, it's crazy how busy it is. And my my daughter's birthday is on Thursday, and Stephanie is going to be on a field trip with Matthew on her birthday in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, and, and McKenna has a field trip herself that she's asked because mom's out of town with Matthew on his robotics competition. She says, Dad, will you do this uh, this field trip with me? And I'm so all day Thursday, I'm not working this week. And then all day Wednesday this week, I'm doing mastermind groups. And Tuesday, tomorrow, we are actually having Stephanie. Oh, Matthew, by the way, uh, did something to his arm. He fell. And so he's got a doctor's appointment early in the morning. So Stephanie's not going to go to the gym with me tomorrow. And she's not going to work with me in the office tomorrow. Hopefully, she'll be back in time for our one o'clock Free the Dream 2019 first official planning session with our event planners. But it look, doesn't look like really a full day of, of, of Stephanie and I getting back together to work together until this Friday. And, uh, you know, it, the question, it's, it'll be questionable about how much work we get done that day after Stephanie's pretty much not had to do all of the regular things that we normally do. So, uh, and I think that she also is moving, you know what, never mind, that, that's what it is. She won't, be per, she won't be working with me in the business on Friday because, because she'll be out on Thursday with Matthew. She moved one of her mastermind groups, because Stephanie has two free to thrive mastermind groups. She moved one of them to, to Friday the 19th. So, you know, I, in a way, I'm like, this just feels rushed to me. And I don't feel like I have anything of value to share except for the fact of, I wonder if people will resonate with just how crazy and hectic things are. A couple couple themes here is that, you know, the, the more I think about it, sometimes my heart for just serving people and not worrying about the money and, and you know, getting a good financial return on investment of my time you know, not that it's all about the money, because unfortunately, I sh- I lean too far on the on the realm of it's not all about the money. It's about it's about investing in people's lives. It's, you know, 
It's the quote, you can help, you can get anything you want by helping enough other people get what they want out of life. And, and that's, that's what I've been doing. I, I've been helping small groups of people and individuals succeed in life. I've, I've invested in those people. And sometimes I'm like, man, if I could just tell you guys what I've been doing, if I could, if you could just hear some of the conversations, you, you all would be so impressed with with what I've been up to over the last three weeks. But instead, you get radio silence, and then you get me coming here and just r- rambling for 47 minutes, and and it's just not the same. And, and part of me thinks, well, you know, I don't need everybody to know how awesome it has been to, to invest and see the transformation of those lives. I personally have seen them. Um, and, and it has been rewarding. It has been fulfilling. Um, one thing I can tell you is it has not been financially rewarding to do everything the way that I've been doing it. Um, you know, and, and it's just crazy to think it's like, okay, how am I going to scale this? How am I going to scale? How am I going to scale? And, and Stephanie and I have really big dreams about what we want to do in this world, how we want to serve people moving forward. And, and you know, we also have personal dreams, personal family dreams and, and financial goals. And, you know, those things are important too. And they need to become more and more important as we move forward. And as I think about decisions and learning about all of these other things that have been going on, you know, what do I need to start doing differently? Or what do I need to do in addition to what I've been doing? And have I been doing too much? I've been kind of exhausted. I've been running myself too much. And 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 sometimes those those all day Sunday in bed and sleeping in until noon, it's just like, man, this, why have, man, I, I just, I just want to sleep. I just want to catch up and, and, and just chill and, and not do anything. And I don't know if you've ever been there, if you've ever felt that. And, and if anything, if this episode is of any value to you, maybe it's just to say that you're not the only one who feels this way sometimes. All right? Real quickly, at the end of this episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you what I thought this episode was going to be about. Uh, just in the final few minutes here, I did have this topic of life is happening for us, not happening to us. You know, this this idea of, you know, if, if you know, we have experiences in life, circumstances that come that that come our way, and they're not always pleasant. There, matter of fact, there are very there are many circumstances that are quite unpleasant and. And painful, and 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 maybe some way harmful, physically and or emotionally, or both. Yeah, and or uh, physically and emotionally, there are challenges that we experience in our life, and some of them are just hard work and, and other things that come up, just things that are just unpleasant. Maybe not as 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 deep as a as as an emotional or physical abuse or anything like that. But the reality is, is that. No matter what is going on in our life, the question is, is life happening to us or is life happening for us? Do these things, the idea is that everything is not necessarily happening for our benefit, 
because Stephanie and I were talking about that on the way to the gym this morning. Is it? It. it it's. It's kind of because, of course, one thing that many of you may or may not know, if you've been listening for long enough, you know Stephanie well enough. Uh, Stephanie was sexually abused as a child, and so certainly she's not going to to buy into, and nor would nor do I that that actually happened for her benefit. Uh, so it's it that is something that did happen to her, right? But the que- but I still have this belief that life actually is happening for us, not for our benefit. But everything happen, everything that happens in our life does work together to grow us. That 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 every experience that we have in life, it, it it gives us an opportunity to react and to respond and to grow and to learn new distinctions. New, we have a new perspective on something that we maybe had not experienced in the past, and so. You know, if you think about Viktor Frankl, who wrote the book uh, *Man's Search for Meaning*, you know he talked about the reason what he was able to make it through Auschwitz, the concentration camp, uh, through World War II. He he said that it was for him he was able to make it through that experience because he he was like, my meaning from this is that this is happening to me, so that I can learn and grow and experience this and have the ability to tell the world my story so that this will never happen again. And so that that for him, it's like, listen, this will never happen again because I'm going to document, I'm going to share a detailed account of what it was like in these concentration camps. And of course, it, he he did make it, and he has been very effective in that. And, and I don't think that that experience at that level will ever happen again in the world's history and in in a way he, he he saw that as happening for him for for not necessarily for his benefit but for the benefit of others or for his ability to benefit others anyway so it, you know it got me to thinking about this idea it's like does life is life happening to you or is it happening for you is everything happening for you and this of course came up because of a conversation I was having with somebody who's in one of my hot seats in the mastermind group uh, and I'm not going to share with you his story but his story was you know it, it was it was a challenging thing that's happening in his life and I'm like you know you you could see this as you know that you know this is a a challenge that is happening to me. It shouldn't be happening to me. It's an injustice. It's unjust that it's happening. You know, this is not just, or, you know, this is just not cool. It's not, this shouldn't be happening. I don't have time for this, or, you know, this is going to keep me from being able to do X, Y, Z. In a way, I am a victim of this circumstance, and there's, and it's outside of my control and, and all of this stuff. That's one way of saying it, but the question is, is could you see this as, as a way to help you grow. And what I shared was that no matter what experiences, I've been interviewed in a lot of podcasts over the years, and one of the questions I've been asked is, if you could go back in a time machine and redo certain things, or if you could go back and do things over again, what would you change? And the reality is, is I wouldn't change anything. 
Not, I wouldn't change any of the things that I did right, but I all of the big tragic mistakes that I've made, all the bad judgments that I had, all of the all of the terrible things that I would say were done to me where I was wronged by others, all of those things, and some of them more painful than others, I wouldn't change any of them because they make me who I am today. And if any one of, if I did not have the scars from any one of those terrible things happening in my past, I would not have the ability to speak into the lives of some of the people that I've had the opportunity to speak into their lives in hot seats and mentoring sessions and in these within this marriage workshop and and all kinds of other stuff. I mean, there are there are things that are that people are telling me extremely confidential things that these people are swear I mean it's like they're afraid I mean they're literally sweating when they're telling me the details of what they're experiencing and what's just happened and they're and they're embarrassed because they're absolutely certain that this has never happened to anyone else. And when I can actually say, "Listen, I want to tell you a story. This actually happened to me." And here's my here's my experience with this. And here's what I learned about this. And and this is this is what I this is how I got through it. This is what I've learned as a result. These are the decisions I make today as a result of that. And I hope that this can be of encouragement to you. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so, that means the world to me." And you know, the thing is is all of that stuff, it comes together. And it reminds me of Romans 8:28 in the Bible. It says, "And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose." So this whole this mindset affirmation, life is happening for me. It's not happening to me. You know, I'm not the victim. I am the, I am the recipient of the good and bad that circumstances bring along my way for my opportunity of growth and my ability to use whatever is going on in life, whatever this world has to throw my way, it all can be used for the ability for me to learn and to grow. And every time I learn, every time I grow, it all works together for the good in some way, everything. And if Viktor Frankl can say that about the concentration camps, I can certainly say about some of the menial things that I have. And let me tell you, Stephanie has had some things that are way beyond my comprehension of of what people have been able to, had to endure. And I've certainly heard uh, from mentoring clients and other individuals, things that people have had to endure, and they've had challenges way beyond mine, and I've seen them also say the same thing, that I, you know, it, I, I'd never want to live through it again. But what I've, how I've grown as the result has been so instrumental in making me who I am and how I've been able to help other people and the, the way that I'm able to empathize and serve and help people that I, I would not take it back. I, I would not change any part of my past, good or bad. And so when it's all said and done, yeah, that's that's it. So I I was, you know, I was already prepared to come and record my next podcast episode somehow, some way on this topic. And then somebody reached out to me. His name is Blake. He says, hey, I wonder if you would ever do an op an episode on business deals that have gone wrong where you have been wronged by someone and just had to eat their mistakes. And 
you know, I, I got to think about that. It's like, yeah, I've been, I've certainly been wronged. There's no question in my wrong in, in my mind. In the past twelve years of doing this business, I, I, I could tell you some stories, but you know what? I won't. I won't tell you some stories because the people who had done me wrong, well, they really did me wrong, and they did some terrible. You know, there's a handful of stories of of things that, quite frankly, put me in a in a very difficult position and and it was some of the most challenging positions where I had to go back to other people that relied on promises that I had made based upon my assumptions and when it all came down to it the reality is is that it was my belief and judgments about what other people said that they were going to do that really I I I should have seen signs. Looking back, I, I there there were signs that I should not had have had the confidence that I had in certain individuals. And when it's all said and done, it's like, man, hindsight is twenty twenty. But yeah, I, I don't know that necessarily that that I just had to eat their mistakes. But I literally, I believe that I had to eat my own mistakes and my own bad judgment of certain things. Now, that's not to say that every situation that I'm thinking of was that case, but a majority of them. Uh, and it got me to thinking, you know, are there some quotes? Where do, where do these quotes come from? Some of, Like, for example, everything is happening for you, not to you. And that got me to looking up um, quotes in, in Google for this. And I found author Byron Katie puts it this way, Life is simple. Everything happens for you, not to you. Everything happens exactly at the right moment, neither too soon nor too late. And then she says, you don't have to like it. It's just easier if you do. And now that's certainly easier said for some circumstances than others. But the reality is, is, is you know, I, as difficult as it is to swallow that truth, I really do believe that everything is happening for us and that we're not just the victim. Everything is happening at exactly the right moment, neither too soon nor too late. And and that the only thing is, is it's really difficult to think about that, about some of the most challenging, most disgusting, most difficult things that people go through. But... In in the end, it 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 just always seems to be right that that people say, man, if it weren't for that terrible thing, I wouldn't have experienced this or I wouldn't have experienced that, and it led me to grow and respond in this way. And the thing is, is not everybody does that. There are there are some people who unfortunately don't get beyond beyond what was happening to them, and and they they unfortunately do consistently place the blame and judgment on someone else. And that led me to another quote from Byron Katie who said, placing blame or judgment on someone else leaves you powerless to change your experience. Taking responsibility for your beliefs and judgments gives you the power to change them. And, you know, the thing is, is that, again, I, it, I'm wrestling with these beliefs, you know, this these truths, you know, is life happening to you or for you? And I, I'm, I'm firm in the camp of life is happening for you. But when I'm having these conversations with some people who are experiencing in the present 
some things in their families with their children. It's this is not advice that you want to give to them in that moment. You know, this isn't this isn't where you bring this into the conversation. There's there's a lot more that goes into other there there's other conversations that take place. And it and it certainly challenges your belief in in these truths, uh, which which I consider to be truths, but but still I think these stand the test of time. And I also I, I feel like that when they come under fire, uh that that they prove themselves to be to to stay intact after the fire. So anyway, guys a challenging podcast episode for me this week. It, this is not the episode that I wanted to share with you. It's not the kind of episode I I I, I feel like I, I want to have as my standard of communication with you, but it's what was on my heart to share today, and I really did feel like I needed to share with you. I had a number of people who emailed me and says, hey, Cliff, it's not that you owe me anything, but I've noticed that in the last couple of weeks, I haven't seen any content in your podcast. I haven't seen uh, any email newsletters come out from you. I haven't seen any posts on Facebook, and I just want to know, are you okay? Uh, I'm praying for you, and and I just want you to know, it. You know, if you need some time alone or some things are ha- happening in life, um, I just hope you're okay. And I actually have received about four or five emails with people who are truly concerned that because I've been so radio silent lately, that that maybe that means that something's going on, and and that, um, and and you know, I'm by the way, coming off of some of these extremely deeply moving emotional exchanges with people where quite frankly I feel like I've been pouring out all of who I am and pouring it into others for me coming off of some of those things it it is emotionally draining and I will tell you that over the last couple of weeks where you know, I could have probably come into the studio and re- and had time to record. The reality is, is I just wasn't emotionally in a place. I'm like, listen, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna tell, I'm, I'm kind of done right now. <laughs> I don't have. There's not a. There's no more of me to give, and quite frankly, I don't even know if I have anything else to offer the world at this point. I, it, it's just, I feel like I've, I've already, I've already given all that I have, and. And I don't even know is like, and and then all of a sudden you just lose sight of how much impact and influence you've had, and 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 then all of a sudden it's like, man, but this this was all great, but financially I'm looking at numbers, and and yeah, I know that boy things are amazing financially when you consider what has happened since September of last year, and and how we've bounced back, but. Man, the hits keep hitting, you know, and 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 the question is like, man, has anybody, have I ever been run and done wrong by somebody in my business? And I got to tell you that sometimes the thing, the the one that I've been done wrong by the most in my business is just me. And the and is has there ever been someone where I've been done wrong by them and I just had to eat their mistakes? Yeah. I could in in the heart of where that question came from that has happened externally 
two or three, maybe four times. But it's happened a whole lot more from this guy that I look at in the mirror. I've certainly made some mistakes. I've made some decisions and and had things that, quite frankly, it's like, dude, you've been around this thing for too long. You, you know better than this. You shouldn't be here. You, dude, you have at your, I have at my resource, the ability to outline an online course, market said course, and generate forty, sixty thousand dollars in the in the process of a three week period of time. Starting, I, I could start it, the whole process today, and in three weeks from now, I could have sixty thousand extra dollars in my bank account. The thing is, is I'm choosing not to do that, and instead working on the things that I have been working on. You know, things that aren't as financially proven as what I've been able to do so many times in the past. And it's because I feel so drawn and called to do this. But the question is, is how do I get these things to be as financially sustainable as what I used to do and what I know I could just do in a heartbeat, but I don't feel is what I should be doing. If any of that makes sense, if you've been listening to me long enough, you know exactly I think you 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 know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know, hey, I I continue to take all of the mistakes that I've had in the past, every decision I've made, I own them all, good and bad, and I look at where I am, and in spite of the fact that sometimes I will have an emotional swing downward, I know that I am blessed. And I know that over the last three weeks, even though I didn't take advantage of all the things I could have to to follow up with, you know, the 197 people in social, at social media marketing world, you know what? I made an impact, and and I do believe those people will follow. Some of those people will follow. I believe those people will continue to speak my name. I, I the the social media impact alone that was proven by that that screen cap and that that came in from Michael Stelzner uh, from what is it talkwalker.com that he shared with me. The second most popular speaker at social media. There were hundreds of speakers, I think. I don't know if there's hundreds, but there's a lot of speakers at social media. I was the number 2. It, 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 yeah, it was worth it. F- Thriving Marriage Workshop, all of that time, effort, and energy for eight people, four couples, totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. And yeah, you know, the thing is, I could be, I could promote something and, 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 and put all this together. But you know what? What is the, what in my heart, what is the right thing to do? It's to start shifting the focus towards Free the Dream Conference 2019 and and continuing to market the next level mastermind groups that I have, though and the and the one-on-one mentoring that I offer, those are the things that I know are the right things to do. And I believe that I'm on the verge of seeing these things become wildly profitable. And the crazy thing is, is that you know, I've I've been doing this, and and I, you know, it's crazy for me to think that financially, wow, this this is where I am today, and and stuff like that. But the reality is, is that 
I am as profitable in my business today as when I was teaching people how to podcast. It's just that I'm working a whole lot harder to be there. And and there's going to be a time at some point in the future that's like, yeah, that was all worth it. Uh, all of those mistakes, all of those things that I learned, I'm so glad I didn't just revert, revert back to what I knew would work and did it just for the money. And and not that there's a problem. I mean, if let me just tell you, if things get down to it, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with me doing something to meet a financial need. Uh, you know, I, I'm just so thankful to God that we. You know, in all the years that Stephanie and I have been running this business, not once have we ever gone into debt, and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, we've been debt-free except for our mortgage since February 2007, and that is our standard of living. And no matter how hard I have to work in our business to continually maintain that track record, that's a part of my identity. And you know what? The strongest force in the human personality is to remain consistent with how you see yourself or what you, who you believe you are, and that's who I believe I am, a man who is free from debt. <laughs> Guys, I've rambled for way too long. If you liked this episode, I'd love to know it. Send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Free the Dream 2019. Check it out, freethedreamconference.com. Freethedreamconference.com. If you want to be in a mastermind group with me on a either a weekly basis or twice a month. There are two different options that are available depending on whether or not you're full-time self-employed or not. Either way, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Put mastermind group information and send me an email asking me for details there. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and surround.